1990, Boris Yeltsin is elected president of Russia and the first McDonald's opens in Moscow, the savings and loan scandal rocks the banking industry. Meanwhile, Microsoft launches subsidiaries in Norway, Denmark, Portugal, and the Netherlands. And on January 8th, an international version of Word for Windows becomes available for the first time in the UK, Canada, and Australia. One month later, on February 13th, Microsoft and Micro Decisionware announced the database gateway, which integrates SQL Server and mainframe environments so that users can obtain data transparently from either or both the standard PC applications. A few days later, Microsoft license packs for large corporate accounts are announced. This new Microsoft packaged product will be distributed through dealers and is a worldwide program. In March, Microsoft makes a series of big moves. On the 5th, the company announces that it will provide true type outline font technology in Microsoft Windows and in OS2 Presentation Manager 2.0. Four days later, Microsoft Press announces the acquisition of the publication rights to the entire line of computer books from the Cobb Group Incorporated, bringing the number of Microsoft Press titles in print to more than 100. In a historic moment on March 18, 1990, East Germany holds its first democratic elections since 1932. Excel for OS2 installed on IBM Model ADS keeps track of and charts the results in the press center. On March 26th, Microsoft announces the integration of voice messaging capabilities into Microsoft Mail for Apple Talk networks. It becomes the first business application to incorporate sound recording, compression, and playback technology. Days later on the 30th, WinMail becomes available for internal use. It allows the users to manage email on a local PC with the Windows 3.0 graphical user interface. Later that spring, leadership changes come to Microsoft, as Michael Hallman is appointed as President and Chief Operating Officer to succeed upon John Shirley's retirement. On April 9th, Russian MS-DOS 4.01 becomes the first Microsoft product localized for the Soviet market. At the end of the month on April 30th, Technical support directly from Microsoft is extended to the more than 25 million users of Microsoft MS-DOS in the United States. In May, Microsoft donates $100,000 to the Smithsonian Institution for a new exhibit to be called the Information Age, People, Information and Technology. This exhibit will explore the way information technology has changed society over the past 150 years and a special selection will be devoted to the evolution of personal computers into current information technology. May 22nd proves to be a momentous day for the company as Microsoft announces the availability of Windows 3.0 at the City Center Theater in New York, New York. Breakthroughs in computer memory management would make this version the one that finally gave momentum to third-party applications being built for the Windows environment.
tell Bill it's ready. Well, I'm glad to hear it's ready. This would have been a very extravagant way to announce a delay in our schedule. Today we're introducing Microsoft Windows version 3. I think that this represents a major milestone in the history of the PC industry. An early milestone in PC history was the creation of the MS-DOS operating system, brought out in 1981. The MS-DOS operating system provided a means for hundreds of hardware manufacturers to build machines and hundreds of software companies to build applications at the same time with all of those applications working on all those machines. Now, Microsoft recognized a long time ago that the DOS interface wouldn't help us to achieve our vision. Our vision is that there will be a personal computer on every desktop, and it will be the key tool for the information age. Now, we're going to do this demonstration on a one megabyte PC. We want to prove to you that this is a great product for one megabyte systems. So the first thing you'll notice is how we changed the look of Windows 3.0. For example, we've done an incredible amount to use color in a, a much better way. All of these icons make really extensive use of color. We've also cleaned up the borders, and we've changed the font. We now use different size fonts, and we use proportional fonts that look much better. In the heat of summer, the Microsoft Roadshow 90, Seeing is Believing, hits the highways. For the third year, products and expertise are taken to selected cities around the country, and seminars are offered to end users and resellers. This show is almost entirely devoted to Microsoft Windows products and the graphical user interface. Later on July 2, 1990, the Microsoft Company Store opens. It will provide Microsoft Pressbooks, Microsoft Software, and Microsoft Mark logo items. A week later on July 11th, Microsoft announces plans to open an East Coast product support services site located in Charlotte, North Carolina. The end of the month on July 24, 1990, Microsoft kicked off its 15th anniversary celebration by becoming the first personal computer software company to exceed $1 billion in sales in a single year. With revenues of $1.18 billion, happy anniversary indeed. That fall, on August 30th, Microsoft forms the Microsoft Consulting Services Group, aimed at helping large corporate customers better use Microsoft products to build complex information systems. In September, Microsoft launches the Microsoft Windows Computing Marketing Program. It's the largest single marketing campaign in the company's history to date. The total cost of the marketing campaign is more than $7 million. At the end of the month, the Microsoft Consultant Relations Program, a new program designed to support third-party consultants who develop systems based on Microsoft products for their customers, is announced. On November 12th, Microsoft Corporation and Interface Group announced the joining of forces to launch Windows World Conference and Exposition. The annual industry event will address the needs of the rapidly growing number of companies offering Windows products. Also in November, Bill Gates delivers his Information at Your Fingertips speech at Fall Comdex Las Vegas, Nevada. It was seven years ago in 1983 when I last keynoted Comdex. At that time, I kicked off Microsoft's crusade for the graphical user interface. Well, a lot has changed in these seven years. Not only has that crusade come to fruition, but now we're in an industry that's far more professional and far larger. 
One dramatic illustration of this change is the way I've gone about preparing my second keynote speech. In 1983, I spent an hour writing the speech, and I showed up about 10 minutes before start time. I plugged in the slide projector myself, and since I couldn't find anyone to change the slides, I asked my father, who'd come down to see the speech, if he'd do that for me. <laughs> well, this year, we're a little more elaborate. It's a real honor to keynote the first Comdex of the 1990s. The PC industry is faced this year with a major question of whether it will continue to be the very innovative high-growth industry that it was throughout the 1980s. So this vision of information at your fingertips has exciting possibilities. It's the direction that I think we need to head. This is a, a formidable challenge. No single company is going to be able to do this. It's going to require hardware manufacturers, software developers, and the distribution channels all cooperating to make the vision of information at your fingertips a reality. Thank you. And finally, the end of November 1990, the specifications of PC-based media are announced at the Microsoft Multimedia Developers Conference in San Jose. Other announcements at the conference include the Multimedia Development Kit, Tandy's plans to deliver integrated Microsoft Windows-based multimedia PCs or MPCs and upgrade kits, and Microsoft and IBM's publication of a specification for common multimedia API and data formats. Elsewhere in 1990, Tim Berners-Lee writes the initial prototype for the World Wide Web. The Gulf War begins as Saddam Hussein invades Kuwait, and Time Inc. and Warner Brothers merge to form Time Warner. As the old year ends, Microsoft has reached a staggering fiscal year-end sales totaling of $1,183,000,000, bucks, putting the corporation over the $1 billion mark for the first time ever. And as Microsoft says goodbye to 1990, the employee headcount totals 5,635 people. Amazingly, that billion-dollar year was only the beginning. Yeah.